We're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14, the passage that was read a moment ago by Cameron, as we think about saints who were spiritually handicapped. And by that, I simply mean they were not growing as they should. And so we're going to spend some time and talk about some of the problems associated with not growing in the faith. I want to begin by simply saying that I feel like one of my responsibilities is to try to the best of my ability to encourage all of us to live in such a way so that one day we can go to heaven. In many respects, I feel very inadequate. And it's difficult sometimes to preach, to teach, and to maybe find the right words, the right things to say, to help people where they are in their spiritual journey. But I want you to know that I am here to help you, not to hurt you. My goal is to try to encourage and educate and to help us be what we ought to be in the eyes of God. Sometimes we fail, sometimes we make mistakes, sometimes we're not what we ought to be, but we strive to the best of our ability to do what's right. And so I think about those of us who maybe are not growing as we should. And if we're not growing as a Christian, then that's going to impede our relationship to God. What we want to do is to grow and to be everything that we can be in Christ. So I want to begin by looking at Hebrews chapter 5 and talk about some of the barriers to spiritual growth and obviously what we want to do is to grow. When I read about the saints to whom the writer here is addressing, there are some obvious things that come to mind. First of all, I think about the fact that they were lacking in development. Listen to what he says beginning in verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you've come to need milk and not solid food. So here was the problem. There were some Hebrew Christians that should have been booming, as we say, or blowing and going in their faith. But for whatever reason, they weren't. You see, when we obey the gospel, the Bible talks about how we are to be born again. In John chapter 3, Jesus, you remember, said, Except a man be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So when we are born again and begin this new life in Christ, the goal is to grow. Now, bear in, bear in mind that when we become a Christian, we are said to be in spiritual infancy. 
Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2, As a newborn baby, desire the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby. So the goal is growth. Peter would say in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I've had the awesome privilege of being a part of this congregation for about eight years. When we first began working with the church here, there were very few young folks. And some of the young people that were a part of this church when we began were little fellows. I think about Jordan. He was, I think, in the sixth grade. He doesn't look like a sixth grader today. But some of these guys were small, and they've grown up. It would, it would be odd, it would be abnormal if they hadn't grown, wouldn't it? Well, by the same token, here were Christians that should have been progressing in their faith, but they weren't. And so rather than blowing and going or booming in their faith, they were still babies. And so what the writer is saying is, at this point in time in your spiritual life, you ought to be able to teach others about the gospel. You ought to be able to share with others what you know, what you've come to believe, what you practice. He said, but spiritually speaking, you're just a baby. And so he said, what you need to do is go back to kindergarten and really relearn the ABCs of Christianity. Now imagine as a parent, a teacher calling you and your child's in 10th grade and telling you that, you know what, your child has not progressed and your child is not on a 10th grade level. As a matter of fact, your child needs to go back to kindergarten. That'd be abnormal, wouldn't it? Kindergarten is for young folks. When you're five or six years of age, what do you learn? Your ABCs, don't you? You can't, you can't learn to read until you know your ABCs. Now, I think back to when I was in school. Had to begin by learning the ABCs. And then once I learned my ABCs, I began to learn words. And the beauty of learning words is that you take those words and then you begin to string together sentences. And before you know it, what happens? You can read. But you have to lay a foundation and then build and grow. And so what the writer is saying is, okay, here are some Christians that should be spiritually competent in the faith. They should have been growing and abounding they said, you know what, you need to go back to kindergarten. You need to, you need to go back and learn the ABCs of Christianity. Think about where you are in your Christian faith. First, let me ask, how long have you been a Christian? And then secondly, are you pleased with your growth? Are you pleased with how much you know about the Bible? Thirdly, would the Lord be pleased? Would the Lord say that you have striven to the best of your ability 
to grow in grace and knowledge? Have you spent time in His Word? Paul talks about studying to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The psalmist talks about how he meditated, meditated on the law of Jehovah day and night in Psalm 1-2. You can't share what you don't know. And you can't grow in Christ without effort. Now, there's a second thing I see in looking at this text. First of all, they lacked development. There was something lacking in their development. Secondly, there was something lacking in their diet. Read with me again in verse 12. He said, For though, this, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again. The first principles of the oracles of God. And you've come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness. For he is a babe or a baby. Solid food or meat belongs to those who are of full age. First he's talking about saints who are on a milk diet. Those who are on milk are in spiritual infancy. In other words, somebody who becomes a Christian, they begin that new life in Christ as a babe, as a baby. But the goal is to grow to maturity. Well, the writer here is saying, look, you guys ought to have been progressing in the faith. You ought to be at a point in time when you can competently teach other people. But he said, still on milk. I mentioned Jordan a moment ago, and so since I mentioned him, I'm going to use him again. I hope he doesn't mind. But just imagine if I asked Jordan to go to lunch with me today. Now, first of all, I wouldn't do that because he'd probably break, break the bank. But if we went to eat and I said, okay, just bring, him, just bring him a bottle of milk. He doesn't want milk for lunch. Can you imagine a 20-year-old fellow walking around with a bottle in his mouth? That, that's the picture here of somebody who is in spiritual infancy. They're still on a bottle. They haven't been weaned. Well, our goal, again, is to grow. So saints who are on milk, number one, they don't know. They don't know the Word. Do you remember in Hosea chapter 4? Hosea was writing to the children of Israel. And he said, there's no truth, nor mercy, nor knowledge of God in the land. In verse 6, he said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. That really is a summation of those who are not growing in Christ. They just don't know the book. They don't know the Bible. So they don't know. And then secondly, they don't grow. Saints who are on milk, if you continue on a milk diet... What that tells me is you're not growing. 
We've got some babies here today. If in 20 years they're still on a bottle, something's not right. You've got to have, you've got to have more nutrition, solid diet to grow mentally and physically and emotionally, etc. And so they don't know, they don't grow, and they don't go. I want you to listen to me very carefully, please, if you would, for just a minute. There's more to Christianity than just becoming a Christian, being baptized into Christ. That's a start. But once we become a child of God, we're, suppo we're supposed to grow, to develop in the faith. And as a result of that spiritual development, we go. That is, we get involved in the work of the church. We attend worship services. The Hebrew writer talks about those who were forsaking the assembly. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, you can't grow if you're not here. Now, I understand there's, there is a time and place for study, personal study, private meditation, prayer life, etc., but if you're not here, you're missing golden opportunities to grow in the faith. There's a lot to be said for collectively coming together, pooling our resources, and learning together, and growing in the faith. If you're a, ba if you're a babe in Christ or a baby in Christ, then what that would say is you're probably not very involved. In the work of the church. You remember in Matthew chapter 25, Jesus talks about on the final day of judgment, saying he was hungry and you didn't give me anything to eat, or thirsty, you didn't give him anything to drink. He said, I was a stranger, you didn't take me in. I was naked, you didn't give me anything to wear. Sick and in prison, you didn't visit me. You see, if you remain in infancy, spiritually speaking, you're going to be impeded in your service to the Lord. Now, the flip side of that is you have saints that are on meat. Listen again to what the writer says. Solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, here are people that are developing. They're growing as they should in Christ. Again, go back and listen to Peter. He talks about that newborn baby desiring the sincere milk of the word. Why? That you might grow. Peter said, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So here's somebody who's trying to learn what God has said and trying to take what the Bible says and internalize it, make it a part of life, make application. Here's somebody who's spending time in prayer. Here's somebody who's doing his or her dead level best to grow as a child of God. So number one, Rather than being somebody who doesn't know, they know. They know what this book teaches. Do we not have an obligation to know what the Bible teaches, to know what we believe and why we practice certain things? Did Peter not say, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts? Be ready to give an answer, a defense to everyone who asks you of the faith that's in you with meekness and fear? If somebody asks me, why do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? I ought to be able to tell them, look, here's what I believe. 
If somebody asked me, what do you think about the church? Who built the church? Who bought the church? I ought to be able to tell them, look, this is what the Bible says. If somebody were to ask me, how do you worship God? What is it God asks of us in His worship? I ought to be able to give them, give them an answer, shouldn't I? So, they know. And then secondly, because they know, they grow. And then because they know and grow, they go. People that are growing spiritually. It's not a question about whether or not they're coming to worship services. That's a given. They're here because they want to grow, because they want to grow closer to God, grow closer to people in Christ. It's because they want to grow in their knowledge. There's this thirst, this hunger. Remember Jesus talked about those who hunger and thirst for righteousness? And he said, they'll be filled. It's not a question of, do I have to go and visit somebody or help somebody out or encourage somebody? The question is, who can I help? Who can I encourage? Who could I assist? Remember the words of Paul when he said, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ? You remember when he said, let us as we have opportunity do good unto all men, especially those who are of the household of faith? Do you remember when Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? And he said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Think about it. If you're growing in Christ, if you know the book, and you're growing, then you're going. Going doing what? Sharing the gospel. I said a minute ago, you can't share what you don't know. Here were people that should have been competent in the scriptures. They should have been able to sit down with somebody and say, look, Jesus is the Son of God, and here's why. Jesus bought and purchased the church with His blood, and let me show you why. Here's what you need to do to become a child of God, and here's what the Bible says. That's where we ought to be as we grow in Christ. And then we talk about all the great truths that are revealed about heaven and the blessings of eternity. Now there's a third thing that I think is borne out in verses 12 through 14. Not only did they lack development and a proper diet, they lacked discernment. You see, one of the byproducts of spiritual growth is you can discern between good and evil. Listen, if you would, to what he says in verse 14. Solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who are mature, those who have grown in Christ. Those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. As a result of spiritual growth in Christ, then I can make some discernments in life. I can tell what's right and wrong. I can tell what's good and bad. I can tell the difference between truth and error. However, if I don't grow in Christ, there is a real danger to my faith. There are some byproducts to spiritual growth. Now, I, talk, I talked a minute ago about how I really believe that I need to encourage, I need to educate, 
And I hope I do that. I know I fail at times. But I think about the importance of growing as a Christian. You see, if you're not growing as a Christian, if you don't know what this book teaches, then there are some dangers looming to your faith. First of all, there's the potential to be deceived. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14, Paul talks about those who are tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine. And he talks about those who would do that. He said, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. The writer here says that you have the ability to discern both good and evil. We ought to be able to discern between what's right and wrong. And there are a lot of issues in our world today, quite candidly, folks don't know the answers to. There are moral issues that people, they have questions about. We talk about homosexuality, abortion, and other issues. Sometimes people say, I just don't understand why people are against that. Well, you've got to know what the Bible says. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it right? Is it wrong? Is it truth or is it error? So first, there is the potential to be deceived. And then secondly, there is the danger of destruction. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 16, Peter talks about those who twist and rest the Scriptures. He said, to their own destruction. If you don't know what this book teaches and you can't keep books in their context, passages in their context, and put them together and rightly divide them, then the potential is you'll twist them, you'll rest them, as he said, to your own destruction. It's not enough to just be able to string some verses together. You've got to understand what those verses mean and correctly interpret those verses. And then there is the danger of being derailed. Peter talks about in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 15, those who have forsaken the right way. How many times do you see somebody who is faithful, hardworking, knowledgeable, giving 110% day in and day out? How many, how many times do you see somebody like that fall from the faith? Have there been people that have served as elders and preachers and teachers that have fallen back into the world? Yes. But the probability of that is not as great. You see, if you're not growing as a Christian, there is the danger of going back into the world. A lot of times, people begin the Christian life. And because of the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the allurements that are before them, they go back to the world. That's why you've got to grow. You can't afford not to grow in Christ. And then there's the danger of disobedience. Please listen very carefully. You can't obey what you don't know. If you don't know what the Bible says, you're not going to live in obedience to God. Jesus said, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father which is in heaven. We ought to be like Samuel of old who said, Speak, Lord, your servant hears. 
We ought to have an open mind and an open Bible. And we ought to be trying to the best of our ability to grow in Christ. I want to close today by asking you this. How long have you been a Christian? You've been a Christian six months, a year, two years, three years, five years, ten years, twenty years. How long have you been a child of God? Now think about how long you have been a child of God and then ask this question. Are you on milk or meat? It's one or the other. You're either on milk or meat. Now if you've been in Christ for 10, 15, 20 years, for five years for that matter, if you've been a Christian for a long, long time and you're still on milk, something is not right. You're not where you need to be. You're not where you need to be as a Christian. And if you're not studying and praying and coming to the services, you're not aiding or helping yourself one bit. You're hurting yourself. We want to go to heaven. And the only way we can go to heaven is to live for God. Be faithful to Him. Now, we got a lot of folks here that are strong, knowledgeable, hardworking people that are on meat. And we appreciate each and every one. I would hope and pray that when you assess your spiritual life, that you would say, I'm where I need to be. If you're not where you need to be, we want to help you. It may be that you're not a Christian and you need to be born again, as Jesus talked about. You need to do what they did on Pentecost to repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins. God will then put you in the church, Acts 2.47. And then you begin that new life in Christ. If you're here today and you're still a baby and you haven't been growing and you're not what you ought to be, I want to encourage you to resolve right now that you're going to do better. And that this time next year, you're going to be stronger. You're going to be doing what you need to do to please God. If you're here and we can assist you, we can pray with you and for you, we'd love to do that today as we stand and sing.